Got like Ted. The sausage hunt. Bring it in. One of the big guns. We need an executive perspective on things as we trudge, as we rage through 30 podcasts in 30 days. Freshly back from the Browns game yesterday, checking in with the man in charge. C-Suite, welcome back. Hey, it's good to be here. Do I have... Do I get any like special theme music or anything? Or you're right. Uh, you're, yeah, you're right. Um, you should accept all my theme music is on my phone, which I'm talking to you on my phone at the same time. So I'll have to edit it in afterwards. You wouldn't be able to hear it even if I did play it right now. <laughs> but there, make no mistake, there's some great music going on right now while we're talking. Oh, I, I had a feeling. Well, this it's kind of weird though because I have something kind of. Uh, uh, I, I was thinking I, this is not the place to bring it up because we're it's supposed to be fun. But I, I got some I got some bad news for 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 the sausage hut. Oh, no. um, yeah, our, our lawyers are going to be serving you with a cease and desist because uh, uh, we've recently hired uh, Nad Vaculet to uh, manage our marketing functions, and uh, we, we're not real happy with uh, Nad giving all of our secrets away about hip uh, farts. I tell you what, I mean, Nad didn't really know what he was stumbling into when he came into the hut. So, yeah, um, but he is unfortunately C-suite. He is he's under a, a certain personal services contract, so this might get a little sticky. I it mean, I hate for it to come okay. for. Hey, well, nothing personal, man. I, I love you, brother. But we got hey, business is business. You know, we got to let the lawyers work this out. Right, Nad. Okay. I, mean, I wasn't supposed to talk about it, but you know, we go way back, so I figured I'd. Give you a heads up that uh, some some legal troubles head your way. Yeah, in the spirit of full disclosure, as like we like to keep it here in the sausage hut, we would like to know that Nad Vaculet, you know, he's he's got a couple potential co- conflicts of interest with C Suite and his enterprises. So we're gonna let it play itself out here. Yeah, yeah, we'll update you later. So uh, you know, we just we, want to let everybody know that uh, you know now that, that you're hitting the big time that. Uh, you know, hey, hey, here's the good news is, uh, the good news is, you know, no one ever s- sues anybody who's bankrupt. So as the, the Sausage Hut podcast grows, <laughs> you know, you got, you, you got a bullseye on your back now, dude. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You can't, <laughs> you can't get blood from a stone or whatever they say. But, you know, you exactly. know, just like rappers exchange diss tracks, don't be, don't be surprised if Nad Vaculette puts up a slide share, a disc slide share coming at you. So mm-hmm. you might have to call yeah, yeah. a conference call with your marketing team just in case you have to respond to a slide. Sh- you know, one, one of the best like sal- one of the best like salutations is that is that what it's called? Like the, the the ending of a letter that the lawyers write. They always write like, "Oh yeah, hey, you're doing something you shouldn't be doing." They say, "Govern yourself accordingly." So <laughs> that's that's the message I want to send right now is, "Govern yourself accordingly." Signed. C-suite. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Nad, uh, Nad Vaculet, he doesn't know. He has no idea. He's like a no kid. idea. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, it's it's. I, I loved how you touched uh, how how Nad and uh, kind of just infiltrated the, the the Sausage Hut podcast and 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 really talked about you know the the goals of of, of individual marketers is just just 
climb the corporate ladder and then and, and have layers of people beneath them so that they can get cut to save their jobs. I, I think that's a, that's a that's a really good introspection. That's an executive perspective right there. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely an executive perspective. I'm sure Nad would be very, uh, very glad to hear that because that's what. Yeah, that's. that's right. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, uh, no, we've got some. Man. We've got some action going on in the corner offices over here. Nad Vaculet, he stirred some things up. He's a just. He's a he disruptor, is. as they say. He is. He absolutely is. <laughs> Hey, so I'm I'm, I'm curious because you know, as an avid listener of of the, the show, I'm finding that the uh, so I'm I'm the content is coming so quickly that I'm I'm I have a hard time staying up to date, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm wondering if you have any suggestions because I I you know I have you on the on my iPhone, and my iPhone wants to play from top to bottom, uh-huh. so it's every time for me to listen in order, I need to play the last one that I heard. And then when it goes to like autoplay the next one, it doesn't go to the the one that's right before. It goes to the oldest content. So I, you know, mm. I can tell when I'm done with a podcast, not just because, you know, Johnny says, you know, out your mama's back door. <laughs> I immediately go into uh, the the third part of the fantasy football rundown oh. that I that I <laughs> that I couldn't quite make it to the the third part. So. Just so you know, I, I, that's that's the clue that oh hey I'm over that podcast so I need to go and, and download the next one. But you know what? That actually makes sense. And I, for the life of me, the more I use i the the iPhone podcast app, the more like it just seems unnecessarily complicated. Like they every time yeah. I look at a list, it's like why can't you just show me the list? No, they want to show you a list that's different and then make you scroll all the way down and do available episodes, and then you get to yeah. see the whole list. But yes. oh man, no! You know what? It's it's funny that you say that because fantasy, the fantasy football roundtable part three, shattered everything else as far as downloads went. It was like an abnormally high number of downloads Whoa, for that that's particular. Great. For, Very interesting for that particular one. But it's it's now that you mention it, maybe it's just not genuine. Maybe it's just because. People un- unknowingly went to the next one, and they end up listening to like a part of it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, we, we'll, maybe we'll have Nad Vaculet reach out to uh, Apple and see if, uh, uh, or iTunes to see if there's a, a reason there. I, I thought maybe I could mess with the list or like the, the the you know go upside down, like to have the list be upside down from yeah. I guess oldest to newest. But then that I don't think that works either because. Um, the list that I have, once I'm through like an entire podcast, it goes away. It's no longer in my, I don't know, my list or whatever. Mm-hmm. So anyways, probably not the most exciting podcast content, but if any of your, no, uh, I need to know this shit. I definitely need to know. Yeah, this shit. Any, if anybody knows what the solution is here, uh, please reach out to, uh, Johnny Kielbasa at Johnny and, uh, let us know if there's a solution. Yeah. I probably need so to how- tighten up my operations in a spirit of continuous improvement. Continuous improvement well, as far what? as my XML feed goes, because I'm you're on a you're on a content blitz. You need to focus on that, man. We're we're hey, you know what? We got a couple days in between uh, uh, content, then we can work that out. But right now, it's all about uh, giving the people what they want here in September. It's basically uh, I like- for one am very appreciative. Oh, I appreciate you. You're the you're the biggest fan in the sausage hut for by all, and you're part of the sausage hut as well. So that's I'm living the dream, dude. <laughs> you definitely are. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
my favorite podcast ever, and I'm on the podcast. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dream come true. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. And I know it would have been uh, last night. I'm still a little. I'm still a little bit hoarse for what, the adventure going to the Browns game. Man, I wish you could have been there. It would have been great. It would have been even better. <laughs> you, but it was un- unbelievable. Did you see the clip of? J.R. Smith with his shirt off in the suite. No, no, I didn't. Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, yeah, there's a, a – you can see it. He was at the game, and at the end, he's, like, got his shirt off and just going crazy with the Browns fans, and it's like, I love this guy. I can't help it. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. But, yeah, I want to ask uh, – uh, you probably already talked about it in the, in the most recent podcast, which I haven't listened to yet, so I don't want to retread anything that you already talked about, but I'm, I'm just curious – is there any highlight that you wouldn't mind revisiting, or if you wanted to tell me to listen to the podcast, I will. But at the I'm Browns curious, game, uh, yeah, yeah, no, man, I'm to- that's totally not a. Com- it wasn't a comprehensive. Um, it wasn't a comprehensive. It wasn't recording a of everything. No, it was a wonderful digest. I think. I, I think it was a, yeah. a work of its art in its own right. But by all means, I would like to like to answer questions just about the experience itself because there was lots yeah. of things we didn't cover because we were just kind of in the moment doing it sure so b- shoot sure. dude shoot okay uh, uh i had heard it was so i watched the the, the the tv broadcast and you had joe buck and troy Aikman. joy joe, joe buck is you know one of those guys that if i saw on the street i'd probably like want to punch him in the throat <laughs> I, for whatever reason right i, I don't I mean, he, he never did anything to me personally um I, I just i just not a fan of joe buck troy Aikman, though you know, was a fan of Hard Knocks, which, you know, obviously featured the Browns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he, he uh, did a couple of the Browns preseason games, and, and you can tell he's a fan. And I think what I was getting was that this is our Browns team. It's been, it's been, it's been people that are, you know, uh, it's, it's been close to my heart for a long time. But I've been trying to write them off. I've been trying to not pay attention to them. I've, I don't need this misery in my life. Um, so, anyways, it was pretty cool to see – um, uh, Troy Aikman kind of talk about how, like, you know, the vibe was the nation's getting behind this team. This is cool, you know. So, what do we think? What do we think about the whole Browns experience? When was the last time you were? Uh, at the factory of sadness, and is that uh, is that no longer an appropriate term for Cleveland Brown Stadium? <laughs> well, let's not. I, I would say let's not jump to conclusion quite yet. I mean, it, I guess if there was one singular night that could just expel all the demons, it happened. It was. I mean, Harry Potter came in with his wand and just went. Well, I mean, when is the last time that the, the positive energy was so? ripe in that stadium? I don't I even. Mean, yeah, I'm, I don't even know if there ever, was a moment in that stadium. Exactly. Like I, you, you may have experienced the best possible moment so far to date in that stadium. Yeah. No playoff games ever. Nope. No clinching of a uh, division title ever. Right. <laughs> no, didn't they? Didn't they beat the Falcons in that stadium? But that was to go into the playoffs. That was not a playoff game. Okay. Well, that was that O two. Then that's up there. It has to be up there. Because I was at that game. Oh, maybe you were? with you. Really? Maybe, maybe with. Um, was it Kowski too? Well, maybe it was Kowski. 
Was that the, was it the one where the Ohio State marching band played, or was it the yes? One? And it was cold. I remember. Oh man, taking a leak in the troughs. Oof. Wait, maybe I'm getting mixed up with my. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Does the new stadium have troughs for your male urinals? No, it, that, no, but. <laughs> Okay, I'm 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 mixing uh, life experiences. Let's just but I know with I, it. That's funny. Yeah, I was I was at the game because Mike Vick played for the Falcons. Huh. Uh, that's the game I remember. But uh, Kowski keeps every ticket stub he's ever had for anything he's ever been to. So yeah, I'm sure he could kind of clear that up for me. He could. Yeah, yeah. So I hope the audio sounds good. I'm driving. I'm turning my blinker on. So if you hear some weird noises, that's me. Don't mind me. I, I would like to know but, what the uh, blinker sounds like, but well, I, 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 I didn't hear it. it. It was like, boom, <laughs> boom, Some futuristic boom. swishing noise or something. Yeah, so can I talk about my Tesla on this Please. car, too, on this uh, podcast, too? So, yeah, okay. Well, we well, got well, back, a brand new Tesla. The Model 3, yep. Uh, pre-ordered on April 1st, 2016. So the Browns' winless uh, drought... <laughs> Was not as long as my wait <laughs> for my Tesla. Wow! I picked up my Tesla uh, ten days ago, I think it was. So, uh, oh no, two weeks. It's September fourth. So, um, but hey, back to the Browns. Back to the Browns here, real quick. No, man, I want to well, know about the Tesla too. I mean, okay, it's three, well, but I, I had, Tesla as well. Yeah. So I, uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm so torn here. I want to talk about everything. So, we got, well, we got okay. time, don't we? We got time. Okay. Yeah, we got time. I'm just cruising around. I won't. I won't. I won't delve. I won't. I can't tell you it's confidential. The, uh, uh, you know, the the, the C-suite uh, business maneuvers that are happening uh, this late at night. Yeah. So uh, you know, I I had not bought a car or a new car, anyways, ever in my life. Mm-hmm. So uh, I decided that I was going to do this, and you know, I, I want to be part of the EV revolution, and I support everything Elon Musk. And uh, so I, I tricked this bad boy out. I got every upgrade that I could. I've got a uh, extended battery, about 310 miles for full charge. I've got a dual motor, um, which means this bad boy is the fastest thing that's street legal that you can buy, period. <laughs> uh, zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds. Wow. I've got, I've got torque at 20 miles an hour that will pin you back to your seat like you're in the top little dragster. <laughs> and if you're... If you're going 50 miles an hour and I give it, I give it all the way. I, I, I don't want to say give it gas, but give it the juice might be the better mm-hmm. uh, uh, turn of phrase there. Uh, you get the same torque. I mean, it's like my 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 brother was in town last couple of days and he get, gave a great example. He's like, you remember those race cars that you were like given as a kid that'd be on a track and you'd squeeze the trigger and the car would just fly off the track. Like that's what this feels like. <laughs> right, it just, right. <laughs> it's, it's instant torque. It's just so fast. I'm not a speed guy, but um, you know, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm financing this thing. If I if I go ahead and upgrade every upgrade that I can, you know, it's still not like ridiculously expensive. It's still mm-hmm. the everyman car. Um, you know the the. The base price they say is thirty-five. You can't get anywhere near that price. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that's just how it is right now. But with you know three hundred and fifty thousand pre-orders, they're just churning these things off out as fast as they can. So I'm really excited about it. the whole experience about going to pick it up and just everybody that works at the uh, 
oh, there's a guy right now who just, I'm driving through a, a cloud of black smoke. <laughs> a, uh, a, a big redneck in a big truck just rolled coal right in front of me. I wonder if he's doing that on purpose. He gave you the old spy hunter maneuver? That video. He did. He totally hunter. did, man. <laughs> Wow. Here's an IHOP. Okay, cool. I'm rolling here. Anyways, here we are cruising around. That was the best rendition of Spy Hunter I've ever heard. Man, I love that game. You dropped some quarters into that game. I did. I definitely did. Um, so, did I send you the picture of the miniature game of Galaxian? Yes, yes. I did. That was at the airport. And I did not buy it, but I should have because that was awesome. <laughs> what Galaxian is like the poor man's Galaga, right? I mean, that's basically... Yeah, I, I, I was wondering if it if that came... It might have came before it. I think it might have came between Space Inventors and Galaga, or maybe it was... Maybe it was some other company's version of Galaga. I'm well, not sure. If it if it came before Galaga, that means that Galaga is a bootleg off Galaxian, which would totally just blow up my narrative that I've been thinking about. Because Galaxian, like even the font of the G and the N, mm-hmm. kind of like like a Metallica font, you know? Yeah. It was uh, just re- the color scheme was the green and the red, kind of like Galaga. So that would my mind would be blown right now if Galaxian was, if I wasn't. Uh, driving actually, I I didn't even mention the coolest thing about the Model Three. Uh, the big upgrade that I got was the self-driving feature. Mm. So right now my car is driving itself. I don't have my my hands are close to the <laughs> wheel, crazy. but they're not off the wheel. That is crazy. And yeah, uh, uh, you just gotta experience it. I mean, turning, uh, it's pretty amazing. So I can give you a quick little summary though. It's it's uh, you hearing these beeps and noises? I'm. I don't know if you can hear no, that or not. Not but, really. Uh, not no. Okay. Very subtle. So basically, what the car can do is it can stay in the lane that you're in, and it can see the cars around you. Um, but it like this stage, the technology is it doesn't see traffic lights. It does. It can't stop and then turn to a different street. Um, so it doesn't self-navigate, but it will definitely keep you safe. It will keep you in the lane if a car pulls in front of you. It will see it and it will slow down and, and you know it'll it'll keep you safe. Uh, does that make sense? Though it's not it's it's self driving and self navigating. I can with one push of a button I can change lanes, um, but the the car itself I can't like punch in a destination, go to sleep and I wake up there. Uh huh. Okay. So it's it's like literally right now I'm 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 talking to you with my hands, and. Uh, about to uh, Google the uh, timeline of when Galaxian versus Galago was created. No, I'm not doing that yet. No, I can't wait to hear because I, I'm, I'm thinking one of them is Metallica and one of them is Megadeth. So I'm thinking that Metallica yep. is, is Galaga and Megadeth is Galaxian. I think Galaxian well, we, was the weaker of the two, but I don't have I have a better memory of Galaga because I played that forever. I think Galaxian oh, was more like Space Invaders, though. It, 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 it for sure it is meaning the the you've got the rows of, of, of things that are you need to shoot at I mean from the gameplay but the the, the color um, just like the, the, the graphic now granted I was holding a box in my hand you know a handheld galaxy in for 30 seconds and took a picture of it so I don't really I don't recall playing that game me neither like in the past right 
So back on the Browns game, and you know, this is a more of a stream of consciousness than it is a, a anything else. And I, I think you don't mind that if we do that. So I don't mind anything. Um, You've been here enough. Crazy. You have free reign in the sausage. Hut. I appreciate that. So the lovable losers that are the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to throw this out there. I think this year they are America's team. Yeah. I think that they have got the NFL fan base saying, okay, they were the doormat. Let's get a good, a feel good story today. The today show did a piece on the, the Browns, just a small, Hey, they won. And you know, whoever the, the Matt Lauer wannabe guy is on there is like, uh, uh, you know, Oh man, this is such a great story. We needed this story. And, uh, I turned on the seven o'clock news with like, you know, NBC or CBS today. Mm. And, uh, and they were doing a feature on the Browns and showing the pictures of the, the beer fridges. And I mean, I mean, the Cleveland Cavaliers, being from Ohio, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers winning was my, my greatest sports memory. You know, close second would be the Buckeyes National Championships. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Browns coming off this uh, losing streak, I, I didn't, like, cry, but I definitely got emotional and got, uh, you know, when, when we made that last uh, interception, um, I uh, I got uh, uh, some goosebumps. I was definitely really excited for the city and, yeah. and all that stuff. I can only imagine the hype that was going on in the crowd. That's pretty darn cool. Yeah, it was it was crazy how much they were. It was just nonstop. And even you know those the commercial breaks are especially during that fourth quarter seemed like an hour and a half. I mean, it was just it was brutal how long it took to get through those because everybody's just standing on the field. You know, you don't think about that when you're watching it on TV because there's a commercial on, but you know, yeah. everybody comes out and everybody waits through the commercial breaks in the huddle. They're not messing. They, they can't walk around anywhere else. They come out and stay in the huddle during the whole, oh. during the whole commercial break. So, you know, and this just wait, but so towards the end there, those entire commercial breaks, three or four minutes, people just like, it just worked themselves into a lather over and over wow. again. And we're just like, yeah, yeah, calm down a little <laughs> bit and just be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it, I know. Man. I mean, there were arms to everybody in the crowd was two arms pumping in the air for i mean what of real time a half hour 45 minutes at least yeah towards the end there yeah you couldn't i watched the replay this morning and you couldn't the sound didn't do it justice but man it was in everybody was going crazy and it was like and because coming from the doldrums coming from I mean, everybody had written off that the the season at that by the end of or by whatever four minutes left in the second quarter, we were I was done. You know, I was like going to suggest leaving at halftime. It's like this quarter. I'm sorry, man. I know Tyrod Taylor's a great dude, but he's playing terrible. He's being incompetent right now. What what the hell are we supposed to do? Yeah, he looked awful. We're done, and then fucking he smacked his head against the ground, and the entire city is born again. <laughs> well, it's like uh, the, the ghost sent out a text message that said, "Well, you guys on your way home yet?" You know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like fourteen nothing with five minutes left in the half. You know, oh yeah, we're out of here. So did you guys tailgate, and then did you stay after? What was it like getting there, getting out of there, and all that stuff? Yeah, th- we. It was great. I mean, we we got up there, and it's all in. We you know we talked about it in the 
the latest podcast okay. for the most part, okay. but I'm happy to tell other details. But yeah, it was, you know, from the airport, it was, it was easy getting in into town there all the way up to like the last minute or I'm sorry, last mile and a half. It was smooth sailing. So I kind of went, I went, I kind of meandered in through Ohio city to get to, to get close. And I should have went up to superior, but I went over the Lorraine Avenue bridge the, the bridge in the beginning of um, Major League, the shitty bridge that nobody ever takes. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. And uh, then turn left and just headed, you know, six blocks, and that took 15 minutes, but that was no problem. Yeah, parked parked in a lot where people weren't tailgating, uh, hung out there for a little bit. I mean, we could do whatever we wanted, basically, and then yeah, walked yeah. about three blocks over and found some dudes that we knew that were at a, this huge, you know, this huge parking lot dance party, basically, going crazy and so we stayed there like 45 minutes and then walked in going into the game everybody was fucking lit and ready to rock i mean seventy thousand people like they hammered they got off of work they they came straight down there and they fucking drank as fast as they could for about two hours you yeah know, you know yeah. how that goes and so you're feeling oh, yeah. you're feeling normal and then you start walking into the stadium and all of a sudden it's just hitting everybody like a sledgehammer in the back of the head and just kicking it into overdrive as everybody's finding their way to the seats and everybody's going crazy, you know, at the beginning of the game, like, this is it, this is it. And then, you know, Tyrod comes out. The first pass is a botched screen that he just throws into the ground, and all of a sudden it's just oh, they like, look terrible. Yeah. The, the whole, yeah, it was terrible. So, the, you know, so the gas is, so the, the gas is slowly, slowly coming out of the crowd, you know, until they, the booze started. The booze started before the end of the first quarter. And through all yeah. of the second second quarter, the booze just kept getting. Every time the punter came out, man, the the whole place was booing intensely. I mean, that was some serious. That was a serious rage, raging booze, yeah. like full throated yeah. yeah. booze. And so you you take what? that and and then turn it all around into cheers. Unbelievable. Wow. I mean, it's just an emotional roller coaster. I'm curious. Uh, so, our our kicker was perfect on the night. Uh, was there, was there like mocking celebratory cheers as he was successful? Because while he was perfect, a lot of those kicks he just snuck in the upright. I mean, yeah. they were uh, there was not a lot of confidence that I that was uh, uh, being grown in my belly uh, throughout the evening. Yeah, he kicked he kicked his first one toward us, and it was the the funniest most sarcastic it was the, the most sarcastic awesome like celebration yeah, yeah so everybody did a total fake you know it's you know what's fitting is the celebration that people did that was fake right there with that first field goal they were yeah. everybody was going over top to pretend they were really excited but by the end of yeah. that game they were actually that excited and more yeah. you know so they were just pretending uh, to be excited when the dude it was, it was a miraculous it like screwballed he was going yes. left with yeah. and then it just screwballed right it's like Lou Groza and I don't know who Marion Motley <laughs> and all the ghosts just rose up out of Lake Erie and said and we cannot let this yeah <laughs> This is uh, not, yes. tonight. not tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I'm going to drop up some uh, some factoids on you here, sure. if that's okay. Yeah. So uh, uh, we've got a couple of stats that I think are bear in mind uh, to, to uh, in the context of this conversation. So, you know, uh, since uh, the Browns came back, uh, there have been a hundred and I think thirty-two. 
no, what is it? Like 139 uh, uh, teams that have had a plus five turnover margin. Uh, meaning, remember the Browns had that versus the Steelers in week one. Uh, we were actually plus six, and then I think to Rod through an interception at the end of games, we were plus five. In those 139 games, the team's record is 132, three and one. So it was not 139, whatever that is. It's like 132, three losses, and one. Yeah. Of those three losses in the tie, the Browns have three of them. So, or what was it like? They had they had two losses and the tie. So that is just a, a, a little side note of epically terrible. I also want to throw out on the other side of this coin that in 1974, the Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers started their season one one and one. Oh. So just throwing that out there, football gods, football statisticians. Um, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wonder, were they expecting that when a young Terry Bradshaw was 1-1-1? One, one, and one? I bet not. I bet they were not. Anyways, yeah. just a little fun fact for you. Those are great facts. <laughs> and, and what they should do is make Baker Mayfield wear the same face mask that Terry Bradshaw wore in his first. If Terry Bradshaw had one of those insane... It's a Morton Anderson face mask. Yeah, he had the one bar. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't just a straight one bar. It was a weird kind of thing that I didn't see on anybody else. Morton Anderson's classic one bar was, you know, it wasn't like Joe Theismann where that was just one bar. It was a single bar, but you could, you know, it was like two pieces of it to get. I don't know. I'll just Google okay. it. Okay. Well, I have another little uh, fun fact for you. This okay. is personal here. So. Um, a lot of people think, and you know, uh, uh, that I wore number twelve in high school as a uh, shitty wide receiver. No, no. Uh, what do you mean? You were first team all conference. I, uh, you well, you know, uh, in <laughs> Division three. So hey. it's like, oh, hey, you caught pass? Yeah, we gotta give it to somebody. Yeah, give it to you. Uh, that said, a lot of people think that I wore that because I was a Randall Cunningham fan, which is true. I always loved Randall the Vandal. Um, <laughs> But the, re- the real reason is when I was a young kid, my parents were from Ohio, but I lived in Illinois, right? So yeah. it was it was cool to, like, you know, go against your parents' team. So if you remember, I was not an Indians fan. I was a St. Louis Cardinals fan. I was not a Browns fan. I was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Ooh. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but it was really not really – but, hey, they were, they were really good when we were young. And I wore number 12 because that was Terry Bradshaw's number. Wow. So I don't share that with a lot of people. So I uh, hope I didn't lose any respect from any Cleveland or Ohio people. <laughs> but uh, uh, I wore it because – and I, I had his jersey when I was little. So, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was a fan. And my, my next-door neighbor was also a Steelers fan. And he wore number 32 when we would play football because he liked Franco Harris. Mm. So we uh, – we had the Pittsburgh uh, duo going on there. So wow. Anyways, yeah, I don't share that. I don't want people to know that I at one point I used to root for the Stillers, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. Good, good. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, I think I might have had as a kindergartner. I think I might have had Miami Dolphins, Pittsburgh Steelers, and Dallas Cowboys uh, pajamas, and then there I got go. the Browns was the fourth one. Yeah, and I, I 
I mean, I wish that I wasn't a Browns fan. I think my life would have been a lot better. But, I mean, here we are now. Yeah, you should always have a – I mean, as a Browns fan, you had to have the Browns and then you had to have a good team. Like, you had to pay yeah. attention to a team that actually made it to the playoffs so you had some sort of stake in it. It's like, okay, yeah. I, I like the San Diego Chargers back in Dan Fouts' glory days. Okay, you know, okay. They, they went to the AFC Championship game like two or three times in the early 80s. Gotcha. Right. Right. But yeah, I was still a Browns fan, but the Browns were never—they you know, weren't even close until a few years after that. Man, so my—I had some cousins that liked the Cowboys. I—I I don't think I really had another. I mean, you know, Dan Marino was fun to watch uh, with Miami, but I don't know if I really had another team. So, um, I think you're just kind of—I'm uh, uh, surprised you had another AFC team. I could see having an NFC team. But uh, I mean, I, I understand your childhood rational rationalization. <laughs> I I only disrespect you. I only I only I've only lost a little bit of respect for you. Not a lot, just a right. little bit. Coming so, from a, a closet Steelers fan, I'll take well, that as a compliment. I was like, <laughs> I was like in second grade, dude. I mean, come on. Well, I was in kindergarten when I had the Cowboys <laughs> pajamas. I okay. I did have I'm, a Mean Joe Green, and I remember in first grade it was when they had these like the f- plastic t-shirts that looked kind of like a jersey and i had okay. a mean joe green one and a brian type one so how, that's a contradiction in terms that's interesting yeah that's very interesting uh that's uh i don't know how to f- how i feel about that gonna be straight up honest with you <laughs> <laughs> oh man so I, I, enough about the browns that was great i oh. was it was such a fun thing to watch um so i i did uh i i follow the browns on periscope and so right after the game, actually while while uh, Baker Mayfield was on the NFL Network set doing his thing, I was watching on my phone Hugh Jackson's presser. Mm-hmm. And the very first question he's asked, is Baker Mayfield your starter next week? Right. And uh, Hugh being, you know, the head coach has got to say the right thing. Uh, I really feel like he failed to miss the moment to like, you know, we're going to do the best thing for the team. And if he's our guy, you know, he's our guy. And he didn't say that. Uh, he was like, well, I mean, you know, we, we got an injured court. Our, our starter was injured. And he came in, did a great job. And uh, basically was like, we're going to go back and look at the tape and we'll, we'll make the best decision that we can. Like, he didn't, he did not take the opportunity to, to fire Tyrod right then. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm very curious to hear what Cleveland sports radio talks about you know, for the next couple of days and if they actually make a formal announcement or if Ty Rogers starter starter in uh, two Sundays from now. I believe he probably didn't give a confirmation out of respect to the veteran quarterback. I think you're probably right. But wouldn't that be some like uh, nuclear level uh, uh, crazy stuff? Like Cleveland will probably explode if Tyrod starts the next game. Yeah, well, I, I I know there's there's understandable reasons to go back, you know, because you could say, well, okay, yeah, the kid came in, he had a great half, but they didn't game plan for him, you know, he was energized. Once you give these defensive coordinators a week to try to figure him out, <laughs> things are going to be different. I'm just saying, man. So you're, I mean, you're basically saying that he could rationalize his way into. Starting Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, he, um, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not completely beyond the the pale to say, hey, he did a great job, but 
Tyrod Taylor is our starting quarterback, even though You're he sucks and he's going to lose. No, I, I, um, I think it's no, I think it's likely that he's going to start. But then you know, you mean Baker Mayfield's going to start? I think it's likely that Baker Mayfield's going to start, but I will not be enraged whatsoever if he if he decides to, to do. I'll be enraged after Tyrod comes out and sucks again. Then it'll suck. Right. But 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 we're playing the long game here. Nobody really put much. I mean, are we still putting stock in this? In this season, I guess we are because we're 500 after three games, so we can't just give up yet. But even the, but I guess it would be giving up is actually the good. Giving up is actually what is going to put Baker Mayfield in the game, <laughs> or, or did until earlier, until yesterday. I don't know, man. What do you think? Do you think he has to absolutely do that? Is that what you're saying? Calling for? I heard there was a small contingency of people calling for his head because he should have known to start him before that. Well, you're always going to have the hindsight is 2020, um, but you know what if Baker Mayfield gets in there and doesn't do well? Right. Um, it, it's 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 that's that was just as plausible. Totally. I mean that that could have happened. So I don't I don't put a lot of stock into the people that have the hindsight. I like the idea of the long game. I like the idea of hey, we're building something special here, and he's got a lot to learn, and we don't want to get him injured while he's learning. Um, but I. I, I don't know. I just think the city of Cleveland would erupt like just in, in, in negativity if Tyrod takes the field in, on, for the first snap next game. But if he does, I'm 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 with you, man. I'm with you, Jackson. I mean, um, I'm I'm whatever he says. I'm I know he's only got one win, but uh, let's 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 ride this out. Let's let's not call for the coach's head. I'm kind of over that. Our bet is made. We got so excited about one win. You know, we're all yelling Super Bowl, but let's let's be realistic <laughs> here. Um, you know, if uh, hey, Tyrod's a good quarterback, he's he he played like crap. I mean, I was I was watching him, and he he was like the one thing that that Baker was doing that was absolutely different besides making good passes. Dude, three step drop, throw, five step drop, throw. Yeah, Tyrod was like lackadaisical, never looked comfortable, not holding the ball tight. Like he just looked. He looked like he was out there having a pickup game. I mean, that's what it looked like to me. Oh, I know. He looked and like he yeah. was going half speed. Now, did he? What that? What that's make? That makes me think that maybe he got knocked in the head early on, and we didn't. Maybe he and, did. And the the one when he slammed his head on the ground was just like again. It happened again, and maybe he got his shit knocked loose, and he was just in a in a daze the whole. I hope he was because if he was really trying, he wasn't trying nearly hard enough. He was like half speeding it. The whole time. Well, and you know what? The fans responded. The, the, the life was sucked out of that place, man. It, oh, was, it was terrible. But yeah, Baker came in there and, 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 you know, made, made windows where we didn't think there were. And the guys responded. Everybody was catching the bat. Oh, they had a couple of drops, but uh, they made some great catches too. But yeah, Landry anyways, made man. some great catches. And, and, it's good to talk to you about it uh, because I, in, in your experience, but uh, any particular highlight? Like, was there a crescendo moment? Was it was it when Baker came out in the field? Did you? Because you know, I'm watching the, on TV. I, I see them talking. Baker's warming up. He's going in. Did you know any of that? No, or no, no. Did you learn? I okay. didn't know okay. it was. I didn't know he was going in until I looked and I saw him on the field. So I was I was trying to during during plays. I was 
purpose like I, where i was standing there's a gigantic screen and two smaller screens i was in the end zone so on the other side i mean there's a tv's plain as day right well i was forcing yeah. myself i wanted to watch during the play i wanted to force myself to just watch the field you know so being in the end zone you saw you got you know you got that perpendicular perspective so you could totally yeah, see yeah. how you know like you could see the running on the running plays it was crazy you know the blocking you see the, you saw the blocking develop and you just yeah. i was just watching it instead of looking at the screen and seeing that that camera perspective watching it from that perspective and then i'd you know i'd watch the replay afterwards but i just wanted the live thing and it's just it's ma it's just looking at it from that perspective it's just like mayhem on the field yeah it's just to be yeah. able to drop back and seeing fucking um, 21 other large, fast people running around as fast as they can in different directions, and you're trying to find one of them to throw the ball in an exact spot. I mean, it's insane. It and, is, dude. It moves fast, right? Yeah. yeah. And Baker came out and just looked like he knew what the hell he was doing. And all of a sudden, the, the offensive line didn't look like they were terrible. All of a sudden, they were giving him the time that he needed, and he was getting rid of the ball, and they were catching him, man. It was a, it was a whole different team. Well, and that, that's 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 kind of like what 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 my percep perception was. I don't know if the line was doing better other than Baker was making those decisions quick. You know, he, definitely. Here's my five step drop and throwing. And Tyrod was like, he'd take a lackadaisical back. You know, he wanted to tuck it and run before he wanted to throw. I mean, it was just obvious to me that that was that's what I was watching. It was like maybe he was, dude. Now that you got me thinking about it, maybe he did. Maybe he did get hurt before then, you know, and was just kind of. Had his bell rung. That might be the case, huh. or not. I mean, his first his first freaking pass was into the dirt. Like, oh, I'm giving up on the screen. First and yeah, first and did. fucking ten. He, <laughs> really? he literally That's what did. coming out with. Yeah, he literally gave up and just tossed it down in the. Yeah, he did. yeah man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, man, I'm all every. I mean, the whole city is in on the whole state. Every Brown and Browns fan in the nation is all in on this. That's, that's good until stuff, next dude. week and then he could come out and throw four interceptions john gruden's never... probably chomping at the bit like oh give me this kid i know baker mayfield i'm gonna make yeah. baker mayfield <laughs> look like a fool <laughs> uh, you just never know you just never know but it doesn't matter because oh, today man. was great today is great tomorrow's gonna be great it's gonna be great all the way until next sunday it's great that we, we're gonna have 10 10 days with this victory no matter I'm what. so thankful I, that this Sunday I'm not going to be sad because they won't be playing. I'll be like, yeah, I'll be happy. Yep. <laughs> oh, hey, well, uh, anyways, I need to let you go here, sir. See, sweet. Always a pleasure, man. And, um, you know, we've got, uh, super fun. we're getting you back. We're, we're, you're coming back hopefully before the end of the month. Is, uh... yeah, I'm so sorry to bombard you with the Browns content, but it's just it's the hot topic right now in my life. So. And, and, yeah, and just as a preface, we both are fully fucking aware that this could all turn to shit next week. Give us a day and a half to enjoy yeah, this exactly. and be wishful before you trash us about it, all right? We know that we could not win another game this year. We're under, we understand that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Give us so, a hey, week. trolls, trolls, <laughs> suck on this for another 48 hours at least. Super Bowl Brown. All right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll text you later. Thanks a lot. Appreciate you, bro. All right, man. All right, man. See you, man. Stay there.